This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code takes that chance 10. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And Moyes stayed onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 Huddersfield down on the opening day of the Premier League. One two wicket from the. Here's Moy right footed. 1 0 Huddersfield town. Lindelof misses his header. De Quattro's in. Round to Heyer. 2 0 Huddersfield town. 2 0 Huddersfield town. Here's Sanka to turn it into the pass. Yes! And Tommins scores! Tommins has scored one of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history. De Platras forward. De Platras got the better. Yes! And Laurent De Platras scores! Laurent De Platras scores! Cool, another podcast and another match in the best Super League of them all, the Championship. Welcome to the warm-up, episode 31. Joining me, your host, Brady Frost, to preview Huddersfield's match against Blackburn, is someone who manages a future elite club themselves. It's Marcus Wilkinson. How are you, Marcus? Very good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Obviously, you know, town women, they're an elite club in my eyes, not one of these clubs (laughs) that's going to go away. So, Good to know, good to know. (laughs) Lovely stuff. And joining Marcus and I is a man whose commitment to this side pod lasts longer than the radical changes to European football. It's James Whitaker. How are you, James? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you, Brady. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, no breakaways from me tonight. No, good to hear. Good to hear. We won't have you on, you know, one of the other town pods. Or maybe we will. But anyway, uh, just to let, I will stop rambling, but just to let everyone know, we are recording this before Town's fantastic win slash uh, dire draw slash dismal defeat against Barnsley, delete as appropriate. Um, So I won't say we're Blackburn in the table like I normally do, um, but I will just talk a little bit about the form before bringing the other lads in. So Blackburn have only won once in their last six matches in the league. 
uh, three defeats, and one of those was uh, a loss in midweek against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and like Town, they've actually had quite, just to kind of set the scene, they've had a really bad 2021 in terms of form in the league. Um, it's very, Tony, Tony Mowbray, who's the boss there, it's very much Mowbray out uh, for Blackburn fans at the moment. And they've only won two of their last 10 home games. So this does feel like, a, a similar to Forest. you know, they're safe, not got much to play for. feels like a bit of an opportunity for Town to get something from this game. Uh, Matt, does this when he hosts, but I thought I'd uh, steal his thing. Head-to-head, so went to uh, Fed Town against Blackburn, we've actually only lost one in the last 10, uh, drawing six and winning three. And I've, I'll see if you lads had any memories about this loss. It was uh, a 4-2 defeat in 2014 when Jordan Rhodes got a hat-trick against us with Naki Wells and Adam Hamill. Abel, uh, I can't speak. Adam Hamill getting the goals for the Terriers. Uh, do either of you lads remember that game? No. I don't. <laughs> I think I might do. I think I remember Jordan Rhodes scoring against town and doing a little finger wag. And I remember being very angry about that. But looking back, less bothered really. <laughs> but at the time, it incensed me. But I think that might be the game. Because I remember, well, it's just like the old rule, isn't it? You, you, always, you know, players always score against former clubs. But with him, he, he does always seem to score against town. Uh, especially so so yeah I was very frustrated at the time um, I was going to say actually my memory I remember going to uh, I have been to Ewood Park once when Town played Blackburn in the FA Cup I think they were in the Premier League and we were in League One um, that was another defeat but um, yeah those are, those are some memories memories I have <laughs> of Blackburn versus Town I like that, mate. And uh, we might, who knows, we might see the finger wag of Jordan Rose in uh, Terrier's colours again. Obviously, his dad was uh, apparently sitting alongside Lee Bromby at a previous match, so who yeah. knows. Um, but do you remember the 2-1 win earlier in December, lads? I'll come to you, Marcus, for your thoughts on that. But uh, Naby Saar, great finish late in the game. Uh, striker would be proud of it. And uh, that win back in December put us just six points off the playoffs. Oh, happy How times. How times have changed. How times have changed. Yeah. <laughs> times have changed massively, mate. Um, but do you remember much of the game against Blackburn? And I suppose I always ask you the wider question. We not had you on for a bit. Um, what, what do you think of town recently? Do you think they've kind of improved? Uh, regarding the game against Blackburn, yeah, I remember Euphoria and the uh, the Twitter meltdown after Lord Navisar uh, scored that last-minute winner. And like you said, it was a strike that all strikers were being proud of as well. Um, recently, since the, the Norwich game, um, I think we have been slightly better. Um, obviously, going to Cabo Road was never going to be an easy task anyway, but you know, to lose in the day uh, in the way that we did for us was you know, it was probably worse than embarrassing to be honest. But um, to bounce back with I think it was a draw against Rotherham and then a narrow defeat against Bournemouth, and then the performance at the weekend against Nottingham Forest was. You know, I think it's been a really good response from us and at a time in the season where we're starting to get players back. You know, Coroma has been on the bench, <coughs> pardon me, uh, been on the bench recently and, you know, be in contention hopefully soon. Um, you've seen the news recently about Carol Lighting coming back. So, at the moment, it's, you know, it's not looking too bad. And I think I think we've done enough to, to stay up so far and I don't think we'll get dragged into it. No, he's hoping, mate. I mean, you, you took to, uh, touched on Carol Lighting. Me and James were having a little bit of chat about him earlier, but um, how much of a boost do you think that is for, for Town going into these final games? 
Massive. Um, you know, you saw the impact he was having early on in the season when he was having a win of games. He was he was creating goals and he was scoring vital goals as well. So obviously, he's no no mean feat to be being at Ajax, and you know you've got to have a bit of talent to come through that academy. And you know we've seen it in abundance with him. So hopefully, these next I think three three four games left, he can play a part and help us stay up and hopefully sign permanently for next season. Yeah, I, well, I, I'd maybe like him uh, permanently for next season. But James, you're you're not so sure, putting you on the spot here. Um, um, I love the player. You know, I agree with everything Marcus has just said. I just, that injury record is a worrying one. And I think that we've got a few players who are quite injury prone. And just, I don't, we've, we, our season's been kiboshed a bit by by an injury crisis. So I just, I just don't want the same to happen again next season. But he's a great player and... It is such a shame because you know, uh, you know that academy has produced some quality players. And as soon as I saw like an Ajax midfielder coming to town, I thought, well, we know exactly what to expect from him. He's going to be technically brilliant. It's just the case of, you know, as we we found out with with the injury, it's just the case of whether whether he can stay fit really. But you know, I think, I mean. It's, I guess it's not up to me really, but I would be. He, he would. He probably has been one of our best in terms of pure sort of talent and technical quality. I think he's probably our best player. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it would be great if we if he signed and he stayed fit. I'd, I'd, I'd love that. It's just, it's just a bit of a worry, really, that injury record. And I don't think he's played more than a hundred games yet, um, and he's twenty three. So, yeah, but we shall see. We shall see. It'd be excellent to see him come back. Uh, like Max has said, and have an impact towards the end of the season. No, definitely. Yeah, well, well dealt with as well. I kind of threw <laughs> <laughs> you in at the deep end there. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I like him again. Uh, I think you made the point, James, that injury record. And unfortunately, Town are in the sort of position where they can maybe take a gamble on someone who's a bit injury prone. But, um, you know, fingers crossed he comes back and he, he plays a plays a big part. We'll see. But um, we'll stop talking about Town players for a sec. We'll... Uh, move on to kind of Blackburn. So is there any kind of key players you guys picked out? Um, I'll come to you first, Marcus. Um, but who did you single out from from Blackburn? Um, obviously, they've got a really good squad. You know, I think the squad is underachieving the players that they've got. Um, but I think I was torn between two. Um, I was going to say Adam Armstrong, who's the top goal scorer. But I think we've, uh, we've also got a look at Harvey Elliott, um, young lad on loan from Liverpool. Um, I think he, I think he's got twelve assists and seven, is it seven or eight goals this season? Um, and you know he's he's a really good young player and one that will cause us problems. So I think we really need to uh, do a job on him and nullify the threat that he can cause. Yeah, no, um, great, great player. Uh, you know, obviously considered one of these wonder kids, but he's doing the business and still what seventeen, eighteen. So um, you know, yes. Going to go on to uh, have a good career by the looks of it, um, James. What about yourself? Um, did you did you single anyone out? Yeah, I mean, similar to what Marcus has said, really, I'd probably go for Adam Armstrong just because of how dangerous he's been. That you know, 21, 21 goals is not really something you can ignore. And I was just looking at the stats just before we came on, and um, in the previous game, he sort of did everything but score really, and I think he was denied. Uh, by a really good save from Ryan Schofield. And yeah, he's he's a brilliant player. I think that he's got potential to potentially go up to the next level. And um, 
really really dangerous sort of has operated off off the wings in the past uh but now he's also he's playing more more like a sort of traditional number nine um but they've got like you said with Elliot they've got that um sort of fluid attacking system uh with pace uh you know which, which is really dangerous and is is their strength really and Mowbray does set up his teams to be to play that way and to play in an attacking style. So, yeah, I'd probably go with a bit of an obvious one, given he's got 21 goals. But, yeah, I would, pro- would probably go with Adam Armstrong. No, and that, that's a good point, because, you know, one of the, um, you know, strengths of Blackburn really is their attack. And I've, I've gone for an attacking player as well. Um, I think what I'd just, just say before I go on, like Armstrong, I think some of the criticism I've seen, I mean, I'd love to be in a position where you're criticising someone who scored you 21 goals in the league, but um, he does. He, he can be a bit selfish. Um, again, you can debate about that with strikers, but does have quite a lot of shots in games. I don't think he's. Um, yeah, I think he yeah sometimes prefers to shoot rather than pass to a teammate who's open. But you know, uh, we don't have to worry about that with our players. But uh, I've actually gone for Sam Gallagher. Um, he scored in the previous fixture, and he's he's one of these strikers. He's six foot three, and not to use the cliche, but he's got seven goals this season. But I think he's one of those that, like, if you look at his stats or whatever, he might not, he doesn't always start, but when he comes on, he's a real handful for defenders. And, you know, he his kind of movement or someone having to pick him up, I'm thinking like Nabisar, for example, um, he can cause a real, a real kind of havoc and create space for others. So I think he, you know, causes problems in the previous fixture. And I do think he's, it, depending on if he starts or not, he scored against uh, Derby in their, in their win. Um, I think he could be a real handful and um, Town don't like it when, uh, you know, players (laughs) get up in their faces. So, um, so we will see, but like you say, we've all talked about their attacking talent. I think that is the the thing we need to watch out for. Um, But Town key players, Marcus, um, again, like I said, we're called before Barnsley, so we we don't know. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be interesting with uh, team lineups because we we could be wildly wrong, but um, who are you picking as a key player for Town for this? Uh, Harry Toffolo, um, you know, recently back in the side, and we all know what Toffs can do. So I think if he if he's on it, um, you know, he's attacking wise, his, his deliveries, and he gets in great areas. And I think when he's in the side, it allows Lewis O'Brien to play slightly higher and, and get on the ball a lot more as well, and them to interact really well. So I think if uh, if uh, Toffs has a good game, and I think we'll stand a really good chance. No, I think that's a great shout. Um, I was going to ask you, actually, Marcus, because obviously you're a coach yourself. Um, a lot of complaints for O'Brien playing left wing back. Carlos seemed to be, you know, kind of wanting to stick with it when, when Toffolo wasn't fit. Um, in your experience, like, would you would you be doing something similar or do you think that takes away from O'Brien's strengths in midfield? Um, I would have personally preferred to play him further forward. Um, I think probably the sending off of Jaden Brown really didn't help his cause much because, you know, he got back in the side and then got sent off. And I think, you know, that he was out for three games. So, and then I think we've seen Aaron Rowe play there a little bit as well. But again, it's not his natural position. So, um, been left-footed and and been quite versatile. Lewis is probably a player that can play there, but ideally he'd like him further forward in the in the creative areas of the pitch, getting on the ball and bringing other players into play a lot more. I, I, I completely agree with that. I think he, you know, um, not that I'm uh, Carlos Corbran, but uh, I think you know, play your best players in their best positions and then work around it would be would be my style. But um, he's, James, yeah, um, 
So but you've seen it as well with um, Pippa going over there, um, playing Pippa out of position as well. I don't think that worked particularly too well. Um, you know, like you say, play your best players in the best positions, and Pippa should, for me, have been playing right back, and perhaps Jaden Brown or some like a Ben Jackson or whoever should have come in at left back. It's more natural position for them. No, definitely. And uh, Pippi is missing the Barnes again uh, for the team news, but it, we don't know if he's going to, you know, maybe he could play uh, some part against Blackburn. We will see. Um, but James, who have you picked out for town as a key player for this? Um, well, really, I'm sort of taking my lead from the previous fixture. So I'm, I'm going to go with Ryan Schofield, who I thought played excellently in the previous fixture. As I mentioned, um, pulled, up, pulled off a really good save um, against Armstrong. So I think that Schofield's one of them players. I think that one of the things that we noticed that he has done really well is the shot stopping. So I think that he's the type of goalkeeper that, especially, you know, the way that we are relegation threatened, we are relying on him, you know, <laughs> probably every other game for him to pull off, you know, really good save to sort of help help keep keep captain. Yeah, I can get my words out. Help uh, keep town in the game. So I think that I think that given. As, as we've mentioned, um, Blackburn's attacking play and the sort of quick strikers who will create chances. They're always, they're always creating chances. And um, to be honest, when I looked at the previous game's stats, you know, they, they, they had a higher XG than us. They created better chances than us. So I think that it's it, it's on days like that you, that you need your defence and your goalie to have a good day, really. And that's, that's what happened in the reverse fixture. And hopefully that's what happens on Saturday, really. Um, yeah. No, I think I think that's a great shout, and um, I think there was that stat going around on Twitter. What made the most saves out of um, in the what, within six yards out of all the keepers in the top four divisions? Six, sixteen saves, and like you said, a lot of them have have kept us in games and have been very crucial saves for us. So I think that's actually a really good shout. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think you spot on, mate. And also, he's you know he's had a haircut, so he looks a bit better. Um, so that's that's my tactical insight. But um, I've gone for I've gone for Dwayne Holmes. Um, I know some people haven't been pleased with him, but depending on where he plays, I think that's partly down to him being a, a bit like James Milner. You know, a bit of a utility player can play in a number of positions. Uh, we're not seeing the best of him, but I do think. Um, with Blackburn, you, you know, they have shown their weakness. And I think Holmes is, depending on where he plays, um, which we'll, we'll come to with your other coach, I think he, he can put in a good cross. And I think depending on who's up front, whether that's, um, doesn't look like it's going to be Fraser Campbell, um, but could be Danny Ward or possibly Sonogo coming back from an injury. I think his crosses could be quite key for us and um, had some great feet for, to make up a, make a chance for Danny Ward in the Forest game. So, so we'll see, but and I, yeah, I want I want Holmes to do well. Um, when I picked my last key player, um, which was Danny Ward, some people on Twitter weren't uh, disagree with me, which is fair enough. You're entitled to your opinion, but I, I think again we've not seen the best of Holmes since he's come in, um, and I, again I'd like to maybe see him, uh, you know, get a, get a run together and crack on. So that's why I've, I've picked him. Um, but we will move on uh, and we'll, we'll talk about Return to the Max. Still not got a jingle. So, Matt, when you're editing this, if you want to do that any day, that'd be great, mate. Um, <laughs> this is when he puts something awful over to humiliate me. Um, but, James, I'll come to you, actually. We'll go, I'll go roll reverse. Um, who's your former town player you're bringing back for this game? Well, um, 
I have gone for a player who's played for both Town and, and Blackburn. A uh, bit of a childhood hero of mine, so I've gone for John Stead. Uh, basically, just in terms of, I really like Fraser Campbell, and he's injured at the moment. I think that Danny Ward uh, needs a good run in the side. Uh, but having said that, um, you know, I, I did did love Stead, so I think just the relevance of, uh, you know, his former club as well, uh, if we could get him back to, to, to play tonight then, uh, well, no, Saturday, sorry, then I would do. Um, Blackburn bought him from us for a million uh, when there were three leagues above us, which is quite weird to think about now, really. Um, it helped us get out of League Two, Stead, that is, and helped Blackburn stay in the Premier League. Um, he's a great finisher and just like when he played for us that season, everything that he hit just just went in. You know, I remember um, him saying that on um, on like the, the club video at the time was just that he'd toe prod things and they'd just go in. And I think it's just so great to have a striker who's in that, that kind of vein of form, really. So, yeah, and also, um, as some people know, I work um, in Harrogate in, in homelessness with the council there. So, um, as he was, um, I met him as part of like a joint effort with Harrogate Town Football Club. Um, and he was sort of helping out with uh, giving homeless people Christmas presents at that point. And uh, I, I met him and had a good chat with him. And I completely forgot they were tapped there. Their, their Harrogate Town as well, so they call themselves Town. I was just like, oh, I'm a Town fan. And he went, oh, Huddersfield. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had a good chat with him. Uh, a bit starstruck at that moment, but all the other players were taking the mick out of him a bit. So, like, how hard, how hard he's he's fallen. But, yeah, always a, always a top player for me. Someone I'd, I'd probably bring back every week if I could. All right, get, all right, James, we get it. You love him. It's fine. No, I think that's a good shout. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he was a great yeah he was great for town. It would have been uh, always you know uh, there's a lot of what ifs in football, but would have been really interested to see what have happened if he stuck with us, you know. Um, but we'll never know. But yeah, I, I like that you know great shout. And again, we we do need a bit of a striker at the moment. Um, God, getting a bit of deja vu just saying that. Uh, but yeah, John Stead's a good shout. Marcus, what about you? Who's your who's your former player you bringing back? Um, someone slightly different, and he wasn't with us for too long, but. You know, I think at the time he perhaps didn't have the impact of what he's gone on to do in his career. Um, but for me, I'm going for Connor Cody. Um, I think just to help shove up the back four and, you know, bring a little bit of leadership and ball playing ability to, to the back line. Um, we know, obviously, Keogh's really experienced and Naby Sarr obviously can play out from the back, but has got a mistake in him as well. And I think, you know, if we had, I think he played slightly further forward when he was here. I think he played in the defensive midfield role. Um, but I think, obviously, in current day form at Wolves and England, especially, is, you know. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cosy, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win, 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Uh, Centre half is, he brings a lot to any team with his personality and his leadership skills and, and what he can do on the pitch as well. So I think he'd be, he'd be vital for us, especially at this end of the table that we are. Uh, yeah, I, I picked him a couple of weeks ago. I'm a big fan of Conor Cody and yeah. uh, I hope he goes to the Euros so we can say, oh, you know, he used to play for us. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I like him a lot. Um, surprised he's gone on to do as well, I'd probably say. But, you know, always good to see see yeah. ex-town players doing well. Um, I think that's a good shout as well. I, I don't, now I'm doing mine, I don't think mine's going to be as good as you guys. Um, it's surprisingly not a, uh, you know, 16-17 playoff hero um this is again maybe a little bit more what he's gone on to do in his career um you know had a great season last season with Sheffield United um I've gone for a midfielder I've gone for Oliver Norwood um thought he'd think he'd be a good shout again more to uh, quite liked him when he was there with Clates as well but um yeah I think he's a bit of an underrated player really um I know he's not had the best season this season at Sheffield United but uh, let's be honest who has um but yeah I liked him and I think um you know, our midfield's lacking someone like a Norwood, so I've, I've, I've gone for him. Um, but yeah, I think they're all good choices. We will see. Um, obviously, you know, um, fans, you can go vote in the Twitter poll that'll be out for this. Um, so I'll be interested to see who wins. But I think I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be between Cody instead. <laughs> okay, so um, we will move on. Um, so before we go into your the coach, I spoke to a Rovers fan, uh, Ryan from uh, the podcast Rovers Chat, um, and here's what he had to say. So I am joined by Ryan from Rovers Chat. How you doing, Ryan? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. Are you okay, mate? Yeah, can't can't complain, can't complain. Um, but we will talk about the football, uh, which I suppose we both can complain a little bit. Um, <laughs> we can, <laughs> we can, we can indeed. Um, so I just wanted to ask, really, um, we were talking before we recorded, but um, uh, Blackburn a bit similar to Town, really had a, had a good start to the you know um, to the season, looking all right, and then the second half's just been dreadful. Um, can you tell us what's what's gone on from a Blackburn perspective? Yeah, it's been a, a slow and painful death, really, to our season. You know, we're currently two wins in 17 games, which is uh, bottom of the form table in the championship and, and and not good at all. And a really, really disappointing season. It was not the season we were hoping for. We thought we'd be kind of in and around that playoff hunt, maybe not making the playoffs, but certainly knocking on the door and, and making a bit of a push for it. And, you know, looking at Reading and Barnsley this season, certainly hoping to do what they've done. Um I think ultimately what's happened is the way that Tony Mowbray wants to play this season with a very possession-based style of football uh, has not been sustainable over the course of the season. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, one is, I think, injuries. Uh, all teams have had injuries. Uh, and where we've had injuries to key players, Mowbray's just not changed the system, not changed the way of playing to adapt to what you've got available at any moment in time. So... Um, teams have worked out very quickly. We'll just let Rovers have the ball. If they want the ball, let them have it and we'll catch them on the break. We'll go 1-0 up because if you go 1-0 up against Blackburn Rovers, then invariably you, you're going to win a game of football because we don't come from behind uh, very often. And then I think the second thing that has really hampered us is to play a possession-based football, you need a decent pitch. 
And I don't know if you've seen the state of Ewood Park over the course of the season. It's not been good. And that is not a criticism of the ground staff. You know, Lancashire's seen a lot of rain. I think over the winter period, our training ground was frozen over. So they had to train on the Ewood Park pitch. And just with various other things going on, the pitch really just cut up. And, you know, our pitch wasn't the only one that suffered this season. Other teams have as well. So, you know, we haven't got Premier League surfaces in the championship. So Rovers playing this possession-based football, we just couldn't get the slickness going. And I think, again, it's it's just ultimately, you know, not resulted in a good pattern of play. So I think those two things combined, you know, an unwillingness from Mowbray not to change it up and change his style, particularly with the injuries and our pitch not being conducive with the way that Mowbray wants to play has ultimately just led to a really easy game plan to beat Rovers, unfortunately. Yeah, it is very unfortunate for yourselves. And um, I know there's been quite a lot of pressure on, on the manager. You talk about a lack of change, but um, is it time for a change in the dugout? You know, is uh, I think a lot of fans from what I've seen are, are looking for Mowbray to leave. Yeah, there's a huge majority now, you know, upwards of 90% of fans want him out now, which is a real shame because, you know, he rebuilt this club, you know, when he picked us up in uh, in that season, we were relegated from the championship. He, he had a lot of work to do on and off the pitch and he did it at the first attempt, you know, we got promoted back from League One and there's... It was a real good feel-good factor around our club at that moment in time. We felt reconnected as fans. We had energetic characters like Bradley Dack in our side, obviously, just players you could really get behind. And slowly but surely, it's just ebbed away over the course of this season. And I think the first calls for Mowbray's head were probably just before Christmas, where the form started to turn. You had a minority few people saying, he needs to go now, you know, let's make a change now. But then as this run of form has continued, it's actually getting quite toxic now, which um, which is a shame because of what he's done. But it is getting to the point where you just are begging for this manager to resign or at least the owners to put him out of his misery. Because most fans now are subscribed to the view that if we were to make the change now, you know, let's we should have done it in the last international break. Let's make that clear. But we've got four games left now, even if we, t- we were to do it now give a new man every chance of success next season, give them four games to eyeball the squad now, see what's going on. The Euros is going to slow everything down in the transfer window when that happens. So, you know, a new manager, if you're not giving him enough time to assess the situation and make his own signings, you're setting him up for a fall immediately. So, um, yeah, we are just subscribed to the view now that um, make the change now, give the new manager the best chance because next season, probably not going to have Adam Armstrong. He's probably going to go. Uh, Bradley Dack has obviously done his ACL again. You've got two key players out. We've got a few players who aren't going to sign contracts. It's going to be a very transitionary season for Rovers next season. And we can't be doing what we all think is going to happen, actually, where we persist with Mowbray through the summer. If we have a bad start to the season and then sack him after a month into the season, that for me is just devastation and dynamite because what is the point in doing that? So, Really, I think if we can't have him gone four games before the end of the season, certainly if he was to go at the end of the season, it's a kind of thanks but no thanks Tony moment and hope to get behind the new manager through what will be a difficult season for them next season. Yeah, it sounds like, a, like you say, a lot of change coming regardless. I yeah. mean, um, do you, so you are the view for Mowbray out yourself as well and who would you uh, kind of want in? Yeah, I am Mowbray out and and I hate saying that. And, you know, I I wouldn't have been saying it early on when people were saying it. But, you know, as this run of form has persisted, as it's quite clear that Mowbray really isn't addressing some of the key fundamental issues, as it's quite clear that, you know, the cycle that you have with a squad of players, the cycle that you go through as a club, we are at the end of the road with Tony now. And 
Um, yes, as I say, some fans thought we could make playoffs. Some fans thought that we wouldn't make playoffs, but we certainly did not expect to be where we are uh, now uh, at this stage of the season, certainly not with the start that we had. Um, and we certainly didn't expect to be so far off the, the playoff reckoning. So it's just been really, really disappointing. And, you know, for the record, Mowbray said himself at the start of the season that this squad were aiming for the playoffs as well, as, as he would do. You know, he is going to say that, but that is absolutely what we should have been aiming for. So, yeah, I am Mowbray out and it is the end of the road, but he will go with my full respect. Um, you know, he's done a great job at Rovers to just re-stabilise us in this division, but he is slowly but surely undoing all of his own hard work. Yeah, well, well, we'll move on to the game. But like you say, his um, well, like you say, you can thank him, but feel the need for a change. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, so we'll we'll come on to the match on Saturday. Um, like you said, if your season's kind of coming to a, to an end, what what are you expecting from the game? Do you think this is um, obviously we were talking before about how Huddersfield might see this as a game to target a win that we need to stay up? Do you think it's um, a good chance for Huddersfield to get three points? Yeah, it is a great chance for Huddersfield to get three points. I mean, I was absolutely um, annoyed last night against Sheffield Wednesday. So we beat Derby on Friday night and that was the game really where we secured our safety. Um, it was, you know, before the game, I was really fired up for it because I thought, yeah, this is the one. If we can go seven points clear of Derby, then for me at this stage of the season, that feels like we're going to be safe regardless of what Rotherham do with their results. So I was fired up for it. And I just thought that Sheffield Wednesday, this is the first game in this torrid run of form where there's no pressure. We can try some things out. The players might play with a bit of freedom. They might play with a bit of zest or, or something. What we saw at Hillsborough last night was just disgraceful. Uh, an absolutely abject performance, uh, especially after Sheffield Wednesday scored their goal. We were just not in that game in the slightest. Sheffield Wednesday, full value for their victory. And... If that's what we're going to be serving up at Ewood Park and if that's the mindset that the players are in, because maybe some of them believe the Mowbray out stuff as well. You know, if that is the way they're playing, Huddersfield absolutely should be coming to Ewood Park full of confidence. And Ewood Park, regardless of our form, actually, over the last three years in the championship has, has been a happy hunting ground for teams. So you get your noses in front at Ewood Park and, and you can win the game because we do struggle to to break sides down, particularly if they're sitting on a lead and things like that. So, you know, for all of your town fans listening in, you should go to Ewood in, in full confidence and, and get yourselves over the line on Saturday for sure. Well, here's hoping, but uh, as we've seen with Huddersfield this season, you never know. But uh, I suppose my final my question I asked you uh, asked you last time um, to, for a score prediction. So uh, I know the championship's a bit unpredictable, but what, what are you going for if I had to push you? <sighs> He was, I mean, the way we played last night, um, I'm going to just say a draw. I'm going to say one all. Um, would not surprise me if Huddersfield won. You're going to be going there, obviously needing the points more than Rovers, as, as Sheffield Wednesday proved last night. So uh, I'm going to say an optimistic draw, just because I think our players are on the beach if they weren't already in this previous 17 games, the way that we've been playing. But yeah, I think we're we're clearly wanting this season over and done with. And I just think that little bit of bite, that little bit of wanting it more, Huddersfield will exploit that situation on Saturday. So optimistic draw, but maybe secretly in my head, I'm sensing a Huddersfield win. <laughs> well, we will see, Ryan. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. And I hope to uh, be able to talk to you next season when uh, we're both a bit more cheery about our teams. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Here's hoping. Thanks. No worries. Take care. Okay, so we've heard from Ryan, uh, some interesting stuff there. 
And now we're going to hear from us. So we are the coach. This is your lineup. You're in charge of the Blackburn game. It's just a one-off. You're going to Ewood Park and uh, you're in charge. So I'll come to you, James. How are you lining up? Well, to be honest, it's a little, little bit of a boring one, to be honest, because it's just the same, very similar team to the one that beat um, Forest uh, last Saturday. So, um, Schofield in goal. And then I think you mentioned that Pippa's injured. So, I would probably go with Edmonds Green at right back. Um, I quite like him there. Um, you know, he's got he's got the pace to play that position and he's good on the ball. Uh, and it might just do us good to have, like, um, you know, more of a sort of proper defender playing at fullback with with the attacking quality of Blackburn that, that we've mentioned. I remember, like, side point slightly, but Ancelotti did it earlier in the season where he just played a back four of centre-backs. And it's just part of me really likes <laughs> the, the, the proper football man in me kind of likes that idea. But, um, yeah, there you go. And then, um, yeah, Keo and Saar and then Toffolo. Uh, um, at left back and then like I said just the same midfield in that 4-2-3-1 so it's kind of um, well it was sort of like Hogg and Bakuna and then O'Brien at 10 but they sort of switch around a, a little bit and um, they, they sort of went one went the other would stay and and that kind of thing and then um, Holmes and who else? I can literally can't, I can't remember who else but Roe there you are thank you Roe who oh, scored of course um, and then since Campbell's injured, it'd probably be Ward up front. Uh, but yeah, Rowe had a really good game. Um, I mentioned before, I think he's a, I think he's a top player, to be honest. And I think that his sort of energy and some of the uh, young players coming on with this energy is just really good to see. And I think it, you know, it, it kind of shows where some of our first team are because they're looking a, a bit tired, probably physically and mentally. So I think it'd be good to get as many of those young players off the bench as well um, into the game as possible. I'd like to see Sorba Thomas and uh, some of the others as well. So, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, th- I, think that's, I think that's a good shout, mate. And uh, if anyone heard that beeping, that's when James talked about O'Brien at a 10 in Bakuna, but the swapping, that's the, uh, the pivot alarm, if anyone's interested. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll jump in quickly, Marcus. I've gone through the exact same team as James. Um, again, if Pippa comes in, I'd maybe swap him out. Um, but yeah, I think I think the same for me. The only thing I'd say is maybe this is a game to bring on Iting and Karoma if they're fit to play. Get them, you know, get them a bit of minutes, um, and you know, we could could use them to be to be quite fair. So uh, that's for me. But um, Marcus, are you going for anything different? I am, um, and I've just changed it in my head based on saying about Pippa uh, being unavailable for selection. So I'm going to fully change the uh, formation, and I'm going to go with. Three at the back, so I'm going to go with uh, Keo, Saar, and Edmonds Green, and then I'm going to go for a two of Hog and Vallejo, and then a midfield four of um, we've gone for Karoma, yeah, Karoma, um, we've written down O'Brien, Bakuna, and Rowe. And then Danny Ward up front. I like it. And why, why have you gone to free at the back? Just because you think because uh, Pip is missing out, you think you need yeah, to change the exam? Pip is missing. I just I just think with De Haney, I don't think he. I think when he was in the team last time, I don't think he's had the the best of time. So I just think um, you know, just show the defence up a little bit and 
go with a back three and have the experience of Hogg and Vallejo just in front of them. Like it, I like it. Um, so before I ask you guys for um, your predictions and how you see the game going, uh, I, Matt always tells me to do this, keep forgetting. Um, but we have actually partnered up with FanHub. And the reason I mention this is because uh, it's an app that allows you to prove your loyalty and get recognised for it. Um, so uh, some of you are already on there. I think Matt's read out the leaderboards. I'm nowhere near the leaderboards. So, um, you know, hashtag not true fan or whatever. Um, but you can predict the lineups. So that's why I'm dropping it in here. A little drop in to be listening there. Um, so, and you also get rewarded for viewing content on the app. So you can listen to our podcast on it. Um, you can read stuff from Terrier Spirit. Um, it's well worth checking out. I've uh, badgered James about it uh, to, for him to download it. I think he has now and I'll uh, be doing the same with Marcus. But yeah, um, there's a bit of a waiting list, but we do have some gold tickets. So keep an eye out for that. But uh, yeah, it's good app at... Um, yeah, we would basically uh, we wouldn't have partnered with it if we didn't rate it. So um, there you go. Uh, it's free as well. So anyway, lads, uh, score prediction. I'm going to nip in first because I love the sound of my own voice. But I have a good feeling about this one. We're you know we have a good head to head. I think Blackburn don't have much to play for. Uh, so I'm going for a two-one town win. Um, I just fancy it, and I think you know. Obviously, we 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 don't know what's going to happen before Barnsley. Maybe we'll be terrible against Barnsley, and I'll be dreading it. But I don't think they've got much to play for. And uh, yeah, I think we do. You know, if we get that win, then we're uh, we're pretty much pretty much safe, aren't we? So, yeah, go for a two-one win. Uh, Marcus, what about yourself? Um, I'm going. I'm feeling confident as well. Uh, I'm going for a two-nil win. Oh, two-nil win. I think we'll. Uh, I think we'll keep a clean sheet. Lovely stuff. Any any? Are you going to go for? Uh... An extra prediction? Anyone you think is going to score? Uh, I'll go Naby Sav again. Why not? He nice. loves scoring against Blackburn, doesn't he? So, same yeah. finish. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> well, I look forward to it, mate. James, what about yourself? How do you see the game going and your score prediction? Um, I mean, I, I, I was going to say two-one, just because we've had a few times. You can say we... that. Okay, I can. I'm not sure if I can choose the same one. I will go for two one then. I think that um, I think that Blackburn will score. I think that they do create chances, but I'm you know I'm feeling a bit more positive after the Forest um, result that we can that we can create chances and uh, and go and score goals. And I think that obviously quite a lot hinges on to, on tonight. Really, it would be dreadful tonight um, against Barnsley. Obviously, at time recording, um, then. Yeah, a lot of hinges on that. But at the same time, I think that Blackburn not in the best run of form. So I think that 2-1, um, it's been similar to a few results against them. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'd think i back Rowe, to be honest, to maybe try and get another. I think that he's someone that, that a lot of teams have not not quite worked out. A few other teams have already done the homework on like Toffolo and Peeper, but... He's a bit of an unknown quantity, isn't he? And he scored against Forest, I think, and he scored a great goal against Plymouth in the cup. So, yeah, I think that he could um, he could get on the score sheet for us again. I like it. I like it. Well, we will see, mate. Um, but yes, I think that's it for this week, guys. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. Cheers to Marcus and James for coming on, and well, thanks myself for hosting it because I'm, you know. Let's say that, why not? But anyway, uh, cheers for listening, guys. We'll be back for the next preview. Uh, and yeah, we'll catch you then. All right, cheers. Oh, what a night. Late in May in 2017.
Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.